Hi, hey, everyone. My name is Mr. Root, and welcome to the GG Over Easy Podcast, episode 161. Continuing the guest episodes. In today's episode, we have our guest, Imtashed. Where is he? Well, for me. Uh, the the absolute stud muffin right there. Yeah. yeah. So the video podcast has gotten approximately 33% more handsome. Um, so whether you're watching or listening, I hope you guys you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> we talk about Imtashed's career um his current space and content creation uh, how he blacklisted mtashed how he scammed the runescape market um podcast with a blacklisted creator (laughs) yeah we uh it's the it's the redacted guest um all that and more including game awards and whatnot uh in today's episode so stay tuned Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project In just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Honestly, holding Lucas, it might, like I'm getting gas. Like, <laughs> yeah. My shoulder's giving on. I'm like, holy fuck. And he's just getting heavier and heavier. So I like got to get back to the gym Baby so he's stores. light. He's Speaking big of, though. Like he's a big boy. Yeah. Congrats on the sex. Um, yeah. How old is he now? He's not. He even. is three and a half uh, weeks. I was like, he's, years? <laughs> he, 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 yeah. He's, first. Yeah. He's four months. Or sorry, three and a half weeks. Three and a half months. He's four that months on the nineteenth. Uh, I was like, three and a half weeks or, or or three and a half years. Those both sound wrong. Has like time been manipulated? Whiskey on the rocks, I see. No, it's just a little, little energy. Yeah. Ah, I'm sipping on some, some green tea. Hmm. 
Not as exciting. How eloquent of you. Uh, Speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the GG Over Easy podcast, episode 161. 69. We are gathered here today to join forces to defeat the evil that is your commute time. Yeah. Or the best. whenever else you listen. To I song. mean, after real game, r- real gamer hours, I would say it's probably <laughs> us right right after. Oh, that, for sure. In terms of like commuting podcasts. Yeah. People people tried to say a beef uh, with MTAST's dead podcast, RGH. You know, like which one's the better one? And well, I mean, who's still standing? Who withstood the <laughs> okay. test of time? I listen, mean, that's all I'm saying. RGH didn't die. It was murdered. Yeah, it was. It was brought <laughs> the out big back. Arrow, the red arrow. <laughs> I was. Uh, it's going to be on NBC Dateline. The, you see, the you see, the thing is, is people are still asking for us to bring it back, and I just have to keep saying it's not going to happen. I, I was a listener. I liked just, it. You're high in demand. Was it's, it was fun. It was a good project. Uh, you don't realize how much work it is. I don't know. I think it was like over 50, like, cause we did a full year. So maybe like 60 episodes, 70 yeah. episodes. So it was, and cause we did it every Wednesday. So it was, uh, it was a lot and it got to be too much, uh, just an extra thing on the schedule. And my son, you know, with his hockey and all these things, it just For sure. started being too much. And, and, you know, I was the head coach for my son's team and I had oh. to admit, you know, when it's like we practiced Every single Wednesday as well, it became uh, it just a, a scheduling issue yeah. more than it anything. It's like, do I want to go to my kid's hockey game or do I want to talk about gambling drama on Twitch? It's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, all right, son. Uh, <laughs> if I have, I'll have fun at practice. Yeah, yeah. See you later. Um, well, speaking of which, glad to have you on the cast, uh, Tashed. Great to have you back. Well, have we had him? No, this is my first yeah. time. Whoa. I was thinking about that. I don't know how we yeah, haven't had John yeah. here. Yeah, very surprised we haven't had you. Because I was about to say, last time we had you, you didn't have a son. That was going to be my segue. Or, well, I mean, yeah. you had a son. Uh, but yeah. you Brett's on having a, sex. He was like yeah. an old son. Now we've got a yeah. new son. <laughs> yeah. He's been replaced. Um, it's uh, it just before I forget, do you want to know what my favorite thing this summer was? Let me hear it. Riding my bicycle, and I listened to this podcast. I, I think I listened. Wait, really? Uh, yeah, I think I listened nice. to like maybe forty-five episodes over the course of this summer. So I, I literally am doing the Start backlog out. kind of That's back. So it, it was uh, it was nice because I go for a big long ride. I get through it. One of my favorite episodes is actually when uh, Blue Weslo is popping off talking about all the uh, the hats from uh, Team yeah. <laughs> Team Forges or whatever. Dude. And there's a whole economy. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. It was CS yeah. before it CS. It goes deep. It really was. Like, the, te- the Team Fortress economy, which is, it's kind of sad because now, because of, like, how big NFTs have become, you just have all these crypto bros just, like, playing Team Fortress to try and get, like, a small profit. Right. So it's a little down the drain. But back That's in the day, you know, yeah. it was tight. Well, let's do a little deep dive on you real quick, because if some of you, some of the listeners may not know you, so why don't you introduce yourself um, as well as explain, because some people might be like, oh, M. Dash, isn't that Rumble King from Destiny? Where has he been? Is he from clan? Yeah. Uh, isn't he the, Truly. the <laughs> FPS gamer gone gotcha? Uh, yeah. So I'm M. Tashed. I am a 30-year-old gamer 
I've got Old. two kids. Yeah, you look great for 30. <laughs> I got a wife. I uh you're successful. I started I things off with uh with Destiny. That was like the start of the career, like many people. Um, and I grinded it out for years, but I also, you know, I deal with burnout issues. So I've covered Division, Monster Hunter. I've kind of jumped around and uh, now hey, new world. I'm, I'm, let's not forget. Yeah, yeah, new world tips, right? <laughs> yeah, new, new world, world tips. tips right? That's True. why I learned my hog, uh, my hog XP farm. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and now I'm covering, uh, for the most part, Genshin Impact. A pretty big departure from what I was doing, but I saw the views. I saw everyone was playing it. No one was covering it. I took a dive and I like tripled in size from it. So I've been over there miserable uh, for two years, <laughs> for two years. And now I'm praying that with the game awards and some of these other announcements, we can find something new. Because, can I ask uh, you something about Genshin? Do you yeah. enjoy the game? Like, do you enjoy playing it? Like, no, not I anymore. Know nothing about the game. I know not zero anymore about Genshin. I, I did in the first few months, and that's the thing is like I played it randomly, and it, after two or three days, I was like, "Oh my god, I love this!" And then I looked at how many people were streaming it. I looked at the Google Trends, and it was like above Fortnite. And uh, and then I that's when I pulled the trigger. So I didn't even make content on the first day. I actually didn't even play it on the first day. It was like on the second day. And uh, I just kind of realized, wow, I really like this. I'm going to just go all in and I hope it works out. And it did. And, and my first three videos did terrible. Like I was they ask, were, what were the first videos that you decided yeah, to do. The first video got like 17,000 views. And I was like, oh, my God. Wow. Like, like this is this is like one tenth of some of my videos, one fifth. In the and the destiny like kind of realm or exactly and all that kind of and stuff. and i mean beyond light was like right around there so okay. that's you know that's a pretty big gamble to go on another game when when the new big dlc for destiny is happening as someone that covered destiny forever but it was like the first one was seventeen thousand, the next one was like thirty three thousand, and i was like i don't know and then the third one pretty bad but then the fourth one got a million views in what a day what was fourth now we're talking. It was uh, it was just like a tips I wish I knew before I started, and okay. then the next video, and That's the next one. video, and like it a was generic kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like a, yeah, I did. You know, mistakes you don't want to make. Top twenty five tips, and I got nine videos in a row that got a million views. Wow! And so had you had a million before in Destiny? Only one like, video, one video wow. on the division, like years and years ago. And so yeah. it's like this is a new paradigm like this is a this is a whole new world get in the car (laughs) right and now i think i think the most viewed guide is like 6.5 million views or something like that so it's wild you know it's six times my most viewed video ever and and there's multiple that are above a million and it was just like it was life-changing i think i had 360,000 subs uh when i left and by january i think i was at like 700,000. like i full-on doubled in three months wow that's crazy Hey, and and respect. That's a pivot you like to see because some people, especially longer into content creation careers, think like, "Ah, I'm stuck here. There's no way I could pivot." And like, where I am is just where I'm going to stay. But proof that you know what I I, I think I've discovered because I did the division. I did Anthem. Like, there's some different games there. Even Monster Hunter World, I would say, is pretty different from Destiny. Is you know, I look back at the analytics, 80, 90% of the views are from people that aren't subscribed. They're new people. And some of them are, are Destiny people that watch Genshin Impact. They, they were interested in it as well. 
But I feel like if you go in, you cover the game, you're making good content that's that's searchable. I really do believe that anyone can can pivot, especially like if you look at someone like an as to cross, he makes good content. If you look at Cacus, he makes good content. And if they would commit to another game, <laughs> arguably, I mean, arguably come good on, go- Rick. I mean, his intros no. are a little long. Oh, shut up. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's like it's like Rick Cacus's intro and uh, winning Best Actor at Game Awards. It's like <laughs> speech <laughs> right take just about the same time. Yeah. But I think right. that it's just like if you jump in on the new hype thing, because what I'm starting to realize as well is even myself, <laughs> for a while, um, I was playing and searching up endlessly Epic Seven because this g- galoot over here got me addicted to it. My and man. so all of all my searches oh, and everything on YouTube was Epic Seven forever for for like a, like two months straight because I was obsessed with it. But now that I'm more of a veteran, I don't need to look it up. I never get recommended videos about Epic Seven ever, and so I'm questioning. You know, if people aren't hardcore searching, hardcore diving into a game, addicted to these games, are they searching up? Are they being recommended your stuff? It's more likely that you jump on a new game, you're covering that new hype thing that everyone's searching and getting recommended to them. You know what I'm saying? And so I have almost no reservations of switching. If Diablo 4 is Pog and I like it, I'll cover it. If, you know, if Blue Protocol or some of these other games come out and I like it, I'm just going to go in, I'm going to go ham and say, sorry, guys. You know. But it's it's time for me to change. So and speaking of, because you said hopefully with the game awards we get some new type of content. I'm mm. actually really interested because Blue Protocol is in that camp of what I'm really looking forward to. It right is that like the is that one of the these like because obviously it's not even remotely the same as Genshin, but it is right the art style alone yeah like draws cons- draws consideration from that crowd well, right is that the one of funny those thing you're really looking at a, a month into genshin impact everyone is going yo blue protocol it's yes. gonna kill it's gonna kill genshin you guys no and and there was like a trailer and i looked at the trailer i was like oh god this looks amazing everyone was hyped about it but then it was like okay two months three months five months yeah yeah it's, yeah <laughs> it's been two it's been two years the game's not even out i knew about this like in the first month of genshin and it, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, yo, where, where is this blue protocol? It's nice to see that it's actually, uh, well, I mean, it's getting localization through Amazon games, I believe, yeah, right? Global release and all here. That? It's getting oh, yeah, global, yeah. all that stuff, which is awesome because I despise when a game releases in like Japan or Korea, it gets yep. grinded for a year yep. and then it comes here because everyone knows everything. There's no discoverability. Hmm. And for some reason that ruins games for me, like lost Ark. I jumped in for a couple hours and stuff, and I was just playing on stream, and someone came in, you're not doing that rotation properly. And I was like, like Sh- okay, shut up. I'm, yeah, I'm like I'm an done. hour and a half of playtime, dude. nerd. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like, oh, I'm not doing the optimal DPS in this game that's a year and a half old. And uh, so I want everyone to jump in, get lost in it, explore it. I hope it's awesome. For me, it does look like it's got that potential. Bandai Namco, I've seen what they've done with like, you know, Elden Ring and all these different Dark Souls games. Like, I, I think they have an idea of the quality of games they want to make. And let's hope that this is up there. And I want a new MMO. God damn it. Hell yeah. And it looks yeah. really combat looks really good for an MMO. Like, quite honestly, so. Mr. Uh, yes, Mr. Fruit. Thank you. Um, Long time listener, uh, first time commenter, Mtash. Um, 
I actually am confused because I was just thinking about it. I remember seeing a thing about a thing called Project Barbecue. Was that Blue Protocol? Yes. Or is that something completely different? No, that's not. A different game. A, different game. Different. I don't know where Project that Project Barbecue? Yeah. Yeah, because I remember seeing that cool. and I was like, ooh. Yeah, it looks incredible. It kind of almost looks like DNF, uh, like DNF Duel. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The people that yeah, make the right. Dungeon Fighter games. And, um, you know, even, I don't know if you guys have seen it. I think it's called Tap Tap. It's like a, it's like a mobile oh, game. Classic. Yeah. So Tap Tap, they did kind of like the E3 of mobile games. And there was another game that popped up I've never even heard of. And I'm like, you know, really entrenched in this like anime gotch community. And I was watching this trailer. It looks fantastic. It really does look like there's a lot of competitors for Genshin. Even, um, even um, some of the other gotcha games that already exist. Like, uh, oh, what's that? That tower defense one, Arknights. Arknights is making is making a third person adventure RPG, and so, so I think there's going to be a lot of options out there for people that yeah. enjoy those exploration games. It just, I hope that they actually make a good game, and they're not just trying to cash in on the, you know, the success of Genshin. You look at all these NFT games and all the, it, they're just trying to cash in, and it's, yeah. it's just terrible. Um, you look at all the battle royales that were created because PUBG popped off, right? And there's so many that are just terrible and, and the copycats are going to happen. And so I just hope that there's good ones on the horizon. So can, can I ask something a little bit a little off track here? And so I lurk in your stream a lot. And this kind of goes to the gotcha side of mm -hmm. uh, Genshin. Um, I watch your stream a lot. Uh, you were talking about that you're potentially blacklisted from ever working with is that is oh. that can you talk about that or well, like, I, i'll talk about it i'll talk i okay, am i was i'm just curious about like the story behind uh, yeah that. pardon your regularly scheduled podcast listening for this short ad break angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. 
fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. I'm not potentially blacklisted. I'm absolutely confirmed by employee at company blacklisted. Like, it's it's done. And, you know, it's really interesting. I don't know if you heard the story, but right when the game came out, like within the first couple of weeks, I got banned from their official Discord. Like the, the, the Genshin Impact Discord, I'm banned from it. And the message was, you're banned, see you never. The, the mod who, who banned me, okay. the message was, see you never. Yeah. And the reason I got banned is because people were, you know, roasting my content and I kind of went in there and yes, I was roasting back and I was kind of like, man, reading all these comments from my bathtub full of Genshin money. Like, you know, yeah, I, like, I, I was, I was trolling back. I would back. say the same thing. Like, right? I don't know. But there were some, there were some egregious comments. Like we're talking comments about my oh, son. There yeah, was comments yeah. about me, you know, let's just say unaliving. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and all these different saying. things. And uh, and so I came back and told him to, you know, f that, like, oh, and all that. Right? My video, right? suck my ass. Right? Yeah. But then they banned me for instigating and 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 like for escalating things. I was like, these guys are these guys are like yeah. harassing me. You're not banning them. And so even from the first couple of weeks, it was a little weird. And the interesting thing is when I started talking about. Um, but this is a whole conspiracy theory. Yeah. Uh, when I started talking about on. the issues with resin, I started talking about the gotcha system. I almost quit the game and then I went free to play because I was like, this feels like gambling. I feel like I'm not promoting a good game. I really did struggle with it. But then I decided to go free to play. I instantly, as soon as all that drama happened, I understand that some people might leave my audience. They might not be interested in my content anymore because of it. I get that. But... I went from getting like 15,000 viewers on some of my streams to like 3,000, 4,000. And I'm thinking, you know, that's still a great number, but that's a lot of people to lose. And the amount of comments that said, I respect you so much because of this change, it, it didn't make sense. It's like, there's so many people that are positive and excited about me going free to play. You would think that I would get the same or maybe even yeah. more viewers in some cases like i would think more I, because people would want to see what the game would look like for you to right play. exactly I, you know, and like someone trying to save money and exactly and one of the most popular people was enviosity who's free to play and everyone gets so excited because you know he's got limited resources but somehow i went from fifteen thousand viewers to less than pretty much everyone else in the in the directory and this other guy named tectone he is vocally negative about the game his numbers you know dropped and stuff too we truly do question if there might be some sort of view botting situation going on as well. And so I'm banned from the Discord. All of a sudden, our numbers like plummet. And then uh, it, a content creator server was created for uh, Genshin Impact. Spicy. Well, this is actually like a media server to test all the new characters. You can get all the weapons, all the characters, test everything out. And uh, I couldn't get access to it. And so every character that comes out, all the creators have a fully edited 25-minute-long guide testing the characters, DPSS, everything, before I can even download the patch. And so it's not a competitive environment in that way. 
you know, views seemingly dropped off a cliff, you know, one day, it just like, boom. And uh, it just seems like this weird hostile environment where if you're not riding Hoyle versus D, yeah. uh, you're you're blacklisted. And and the community is different. Like, I come back to to do a little Destiny stream and people are like, yo, the Tashman's back. Or the With Genshin, opinion. yeah, the Genshin impact is like, you're negative, you don't like our game. It's It's bizarre. They are so obsessed with defending and white knighting for a four billion dollar a year company and they will never critique the corporation you're like dado Dado just in the genshin world you're also uh, we talk about it people who defending pokemon is the exact same way where like people just can't accept criticism and in this case it's like the most profitable entertainment franchise the same way it's like why aren't you four billion dollars a year off genshin yeah they made like 4.3 billion last year and that's, oh, it's it's insane! And then everyone's like, "What are with all these Genshin clones coming out?" Yeah, they're like, <laughs> even if they're a fraction of as successful, it's going to be bigger than some AAA releases, which is you know? ridiculous. But, but okay. you know, the, the sad thing is, is you asked me, "Do you like the game?" I did. I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah. But they have continued to. It's essentially a mini game simulator. All these different events are like we're, we're talking like play soccer by hitting the fire slime into a net and like that's Whoa. like the, the the big event that's that and, season and, of like... And, and and like hide and go seek like there's literally a thing called the, the wind trace festival and you play hide and seek against other players and it's like kind of fun for the first four minutes but yeah the game is fomo mini games and 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 the story is cool the exploration is cool but I've been playing for two years. I can blow everything up and there's nowhere to use it. And so I keep saying, there's no end game. Like there's, there's nothing to do here. Then they came out with an article saying, by the way, we're never doing end game. Like they, they came out, the devs had like a big thing. And they're like, really? yeah, we have no plans to make anything like the spiral abyss, which is the current kind of end game. We have no plans of making anything like that ever again. Yada, yada, yada. Because we don't want our players to stress out. What? Oh, I, we're like, what, what are you talking about? You don't, want, you don't want your players to stress out. What is the reason you're playing? Get the characters, to get their artifacts, the weapons. They have all these combat systems, passives, different enemies, all these things. It's like, yeah, players want to fight stuff, but they don't want to make things for you to fight. So I am very sad about it. I, I want to move on. There isn't anything great to move on to yet. And uh, I, I say it all the time. Is like, I'll cover the news when it's here. But I've I've kind of said everything I could. I made every guide I could, and I'm just covering the news and kind of milking it uh, until the the new big thing happens. So I'm pretty transparent that way, and that probably doesn't help me, you know, yeah. a little bit. Like, but uh, well, I just, I can't fake it. But like you said, well, you're already kind of blacklisted. So, who, so at this point, like, who gives a shit? Like, I'll just say like kind of the truth really. at this point. Yeah, and and some people say, well, because of that, we respect you more. Because you're blacklisted, we can trust your opinion. If you tell me that the new Wanderer character is bad, then we're going to say, okay, well, why is he saying this? And they're going to they're gonna take it. Because everyone else just calls everything broken, and they're really positive. What? And, you know, the interesting thing is I kind of reached out. I, I tried to figure out, like, am I actually blacklisted? And I found out from someone who worked there, yes, yeah, you, they, they have it on a list. But interesting. if you want to get off the list, this a, a, a different content creator actually reached out to their contact and said, if you want to get off the list, you can get off the list. But you have to delete any video that had anything to do with leaks, which I don't do that much. But you also have to delete anything where you negatively talk about the game. And I said, blow me. 
No yeah. way. Uh, you don't want so me to critique the game? You don't want me to critique the game? You don't want me to ever question the practices of this game? No shot. I don't want to be in the creator program if that's the case. Is Genshin so. like a, a ch- like Chinese or is it? It is. Like, yeah. Okay, it is. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm sure that there's... I think, the uh, I think they moved to like Singapore. I think they moved some of their stuff because of all the laws going in with the like the CCP or whatever. So um, is it, um, is, it's more so like all about the like the gacha system where it's like you get these cases and you open up a case essentially and get that's like the only content that happens. It's like yeah. mini games to get some some currency. So hopefully you can get the new characters, but there's nowhere to use said characters. But that's the thing is I think a lot of people are starting to recognize, OK, well, there's nothing to actually do in this game. And so I'm noticing the sentiments going down. I think on Google Trends, it's at the lowest point it's ever been. And they just added a card game. That's the thing they've been working on for a year and a half. They added a You're card, card game. You're a card game fan. You're a card Yeah, game. but it's like, it's like you spent all this time developing a card game. Is it game. trash? It's really RNG. I'm not a fan of it. I don't think there's a lot of depth to it. I don't want, I'll start raging if I start ranting about this anymore. <laughs> but it just, you know, I kind of said the game was for me. They're obviously not, I'm not the target audience and it never yeah. will be. And I, I need to just accept that and shut up and <laughs> move on, I guess. Well, that's a healthy uh, understanding. Uh, I feel like some people in the Destiny 2 community could learn from you. Fair. Fair. Which, that's what I want to ask. Where you are right now, mm-hmm. is it worse than where you were when you were just doing Destiny? Like, like mentally, like, like happiness wise or. Yeah. Like when you were. Before you made the switch, which is probably when you were your lowest, like comparatively, where would you put yourself mentally? This is, this is worse by a magnitude of five. I have never been more unhappy with content creation than with Genshin Impact because at least with Destiny. I could just mess around in PvP and like at least be mentally stimulated. But with Genshin Impact, it's like I have nothing to do today. I'm gonna go walk around and pick flowers. Like really, it's uh, just it's so like running around mentally, the tower, essentially. Yeah. Like. And like I feel even just for the community, they just like spam questions. Should I get this character? Who's the best? What's the best weapon? And I feel like Dado, like when a DLC launches, it's just like getting spam with questions. But it's never progressed from that. It's been two years of that where they're just like. I don't want to mess up my account. What's the best thing to do? We're in Destiny. I could go. I could go two hours of streaming where no one asked me a question like that. They're just like, "Oh my god, six snipe!" and they're talking, and we're just yeah, kind of having also fun. like community builds. Exactly, kind of exactly. It it feels like Genshin Impact is just a bunch of like honestly, like in some cases, children. Some of them suckling at the tit, you know, suckling at the tit. Like, yeah, some people just spam emotes and go, "Ah yeah yeah yeah, that character's cute," and like. It's just not fun. It's not. It's not mentally stimulating. And um, like when it was popping off, it was one of the most fun times. I think there's obviously some addiction to seeing the views. And like my best month before was seven million. My best month on Genshin was twenty five million views. You know, like it's like this astronomical thing. It's exciting. It's good. And I did enjoy the game. But now it is so dry. There's no in between. There's no filler. And um, just kind of feel like. A little bit locked in place right now and i mean i'm losing subs now each month too so it's like hey, you know join the team yeah hey it, it happens but i haven't seen a green month in a little over two years so yeah it takes welcome. some time takes a little bit of it, it's uh, hard to swallow but you know even with destiny 
Like I was getting to the end of my rope there. I, I'm playing the new season a little bit and I'm already, I can see so many issues and I, I'm starting to mold. <laughs> right. And I've been gone for two years. So it's like, yeah. I can't imagine how most destiny creators are still like doing it. Like they're, it, it's honestly impressive to me. I look at their, their like mental fortitude. I just can't do it. I cannot I do it. I couldn't either. I didn't. I You're couldn't. preaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need that variety in my life. And, and I mean, now because of the freedom that Genshin granted, I think I'm even more prone to it. And I'm even more prone to just, I, I'm going to take some days off. If there's nothing to say, I'm going to go live my life a little bit and, uh, you know, go on some vacations or just spend extra time with the family. And, and maybe it's a good thing that things are slow, right? It's, you know, I actually had a contract with Facebook that started in kind of January last year, or no, I think it started in December last year incredible contract paid really well but i had to make 20 videos a month exclusive to facebook they had to be completely different and i did it for seven months i was doing pretty good but i was burning out hard and well how much are you uploading to your youtube relatively to the 20 videos as well i mean it was probably on part like a daily video or or something like that at the time because there was you know even even a year ago there was more stuff to talk about yeah but you know summer came along and I mean, Facebook laid off a bunch of people, but they ended up cutting my contract and a ton of other creators on Facebook gaming. Like, honestly, I think what darkness is one of the only people Gathalian, he got another offer, but it was terrible from what I heard. And and like, they really cut back on a lot of people. And I was stressed about it because it was an amazing contract. And, and, uh, you know, it's, I'm getting paid to make videos. Like uh, that's my job. I don't mind that. But it was the biggest blessing in disguise is just like not having that on my, on my workload and, and not having that stress anymore, not having to make those videos. And sometimes you don't realize that like, hey, maybe letting your foot off the gas for a while is important. I didn't realize how busy we'd be with the baby. I didn't realize my son was going to make this like rep hockey team and have hockey every other night now. Like it's, we're so busy. And if I was still having to do those videos, I'd be, I'd be well, I don't even know how I'd keep up with it. Yeah. And now that the baby's born, hockey's in full swing, the fact that I don't have to grind out Genshin videos every day is probably a good thing for right now. So. Well, um, well then I guess just like you're saying, so you're looking to probably jump ship. It sound sounded at least like Diablo four is currently the biggest one on your radar. Would you say that or what else are you hoping for? Um, That one is definitely interesting. It's going to be a pretty big departure from my audience, but again, if the searches are there, it is what it is. And and I know that I like games like that. Like, there's a new Path of Exile season launching five minutes ago, and I, I want to play it really bad. Like, I love those types of games. There's also that Wayfinder game that I actually went and played it in Austin uh, a month or two ago. And it's on my radar as well. It's kind of like a third-person... Uh, you've got, like, different heroes, and you, you get loot and craft weapons. It has some potential. It's just it needs a bit more polish and stuff. I can't say much because I'm under NDA, but that one's on my radar. I just don't know what the release date is. So it's like, if it's before Diablo, I'll probably play that. If it's later in the year, maybe we'll play it then. But Blue Protocol, again, 2023. Is it at the beginning? Is it in the middle? Is it the end? A lot of the games that I am interested in, they're just saying coming soon or 2023. And I, I don't really know uh, when they're going to happen. So... Honestly, it's probably just going to be one of those things where, kind of like Genshin Impact, I see it, I fall in love with it, and I just commit. 
like I, apparently there's a new division coming out division heartland and it's Heartlands, like a yeah like a free-to-play thing like i've always loved the division games i just feel like unfortunately they've botched a few different things to and, keep me playing and how do you botch the the sickest br mode i've ever played in survival survival yeah how do you botch it. not having that in division two right it's, like it's they and, made a whole and like the that. dark zone was like so it, it, there was no reason to go in the dark zone there's no like better yeah. weapons and that's the thing that they they just like didn't understand is like why would you have this dark zone no one's going in there to to fight each other so it's just like not even a feature and if you're gonna have a dark zone that's this high risk high reward hopefully you have to have the rewards there was no better guns no better armor no specific things really and so it was just this like dead on arrival thing and just such a big oversight because i remember the first days of division one going into that that wintry dark zone it felt like going in the wilderness and runescape i don't know if you guys played runescape but there's there's kind of this line at the top of the map and when you jump that you jump that line people can start fighting you and and there's you know the risk of losing all of your stuff and going into the dark zone knowing someone could kill me someone could could shoot me right now it was such an exhilarating thing, and uh, it was one of the best moments in gaming for me, truly. It, it was like, you know, being in that 1v1 situation in a BR. I look at PUBG, and I look at those first fights when it first came out, and I was like, this is one of the most exhilarating gaming experiences of my life. That's what the Dark Zone was for me as well. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that Heartland is good. I hope it, it, it kind of goes back to those survival roots, maybe, of... The division because i think they did have some secret sauce there a little bit i i would play a whole game like fruit said if they just released a whole game that was the survival mode right. i would play the shit out of it almost like it's almost like a tarkov right it's 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 like tarkov in its own way but the reason i like it so much is is because everyone always starts with nothing same square you, yeah you're scavenging to get to your objective whereas a lot of like tarkov a lot of like even the cycle the reason i don't like it is because you go into loot and people can just come in you know with you know really geared up and have big geared runs but the reason i love survival so much is it's the same idea right as tarkov and all them but you you scavenge to survive right mm -hmm. whereas in tarkov it's like you just run around shoot a couple like raid bosses and shit and you still do that in Division, but like, you, okay, well, you have a timer and you have to find food and medicine to keep yourself alive. And, oh, you found this cool gun, Wicked. Um, you, you know, can you get to the end objective before your time runs out while also avoiding people who, you know, can also obviously kill you? And then the fact is also balanced by the fact that you can go in as a squad, but you're going to have less resources just because you're grouped up, you have to start splitting right. food and, and ration everything. And it's just, I, I don't know, man. It's a, I feel like they didn't even realize how brilliant it was. Like, I feel like they actually just lucked out on it. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it banged. I, I love that. I, I That's kind of what I wanted from, like, these Tarkov game modes that I just don't get. So, hopefully. Yeah. I love that you played RuneScape M Tash because my RuneScape experience was totally different. I've never forget it. I was in fifth grade. I had just moved. I was in class with this guy, but I was talking to another kid in class, and I asked what the video games they played, and they said we played RuneScape. 
I said, what console is that on? They go, no, it's on the computer. So I went home. Yeah, so I went home. And at that time, I'm playing Neopets. I was a Neopets kind of guy. My man, hell yeah. Yeah, I was a Neopets guy. Yes, sir. Hey, Supersonic 25, catch me over there. Um, I still have my account. Uh, So um, I boot up RuneScape, and it's just these little, like, polygons just, like, kind of running around. And then it's like, welcome to Tutorial Island. And I got all the way to the cooking shrimp. And I yep. said, I'm going to go play Halo 2. Like, what? what is this? Like, So I went back to my Xbox and played Halo yep. 2. And never yeah, I, touched RuneScape again. I started RuneScape in grade 2. Grade 1. Grade 1, I heard about it. Grade 2 is when I became addicted to it. You and like, thought about covering it? It's too old now, like, for me to get back into. And, like, I, have, I think I have, like, 8,000 hours on it. Like That's it's like I, I played it for my whole life. Like it, I was chopping wood all damn day and like doing everything. And like there was a point where I had like forty billion gold, and I had these like party hats. Like one party hat, if you if you were to sell it, you could buy all the top tier armor for every class, like mage, warrior, and then have money to spare. Like That's I was like a hat. Yeah, it, it was just like a Christmas hat that that uh, dropped one Christmas one time, oh, and I had no. I had so much money on there that I could buy anything, and it, it almost ruined the game for me a little bit because th- the most efficient thing to do was to buy scamming and noobs. sell. Oh, scamming news! <laughs> Hell yeah, I scam noobs. <laughs> but but like the most efficient thing was either gambling your money, fighting people, which I did a lot of, and that's how I made a lot of my wealth. Is you you put up your two billion gold and say I'm going to kill you, and if you do, you get their money. And and you could go into the duel arena and do that. And um, there's like a I've whole seen, gold selling of like people doing that of like putting up wagers. And it's literally just like, boom, boom. And then like yeah. something happens and they lose their minds. Like, oh, it's it's so it's looks so basic. But the thing is, is it got to the point where I was putting up so much gold that if you look at the real world value of it, I was making two, three, four, five hundred dollar bets and I was losing them and I was winning them. And when I got into university and I had multiple billions and billions of gold, I ended up selling it all and I got like $10,000. That's wild. And, and, you know, like that's when gold prices had kind of tanked. Like I probably could have sold sooner and made quite a bit more because I I had relatively the same wealth the whole time. uh, But I just, I just didn't really think to sell it. And so I ended up paying for some of my university with RuneScape gold. My only regret is I didn't keep one of the party hats because they've hyperinflated so much that the one hat that I that I would have held on to, it's worth like a full like 50, 60 billion gold now. And that's about how much yeah. I was worth before. And I had like six party hats because they they've fluctuated so much in price. So I could have I could have kept one and still had like an endless supply of that's money. Wild. But I, you know, I had to pay for my school and I wasn't grinding as much RuneScape. But well, that, I mean, that's like, like the, another NFT market, like these yeah. global good, or well, CSGO online goods. CSGO has paid for a good amount of my wedding. That's yeah. not enough. Like, it, it's crazy. And they're like asking, and I was like, yeah, I'm selling some Counter-Strike skins. And they're like, what? Like, yeah. Well, I remember, I remember on one of the podcasts, you said that you were trying to corner the market a little bit on like, uh, I think it was like sticker. So, no, like, sticker so like what happened like was I bought the so I bought these gold stickers at like I think I bought six of them for four hundred dollars each, and there were only like thirty in rotation, and thirty that were tradable were like on, let's say, twenty Steam accounts that haven't been active since like oh eight. So like they're just right. on accounts that are just inactive and don't get on. So in reality, there's maybe like 
20 to 18. So I bought six of them. And then I bought a gun that also had like four of those stickers applied to them. Because once right. those stickers are applied, you can't take them off. And um, a really big thing for CSGO is like China, if like how China feels about the market and stuff like that. And when I bought these stickers, China hadn't really like gotten to the crack how market at all. That's what the stickers are called. And uh, all of a sudden, China just came in and started inflating the prices like crazy. So like really? the six stickers I bought for twenty four hundred were all of a sudden worth like six grand. Uh, they were worth like a thousand dollars each, basically. So uh, before then, I had applied four of those to like a really rare gun that's like a top three stat track gun in the world. So the gun was worth a bit, and then I applied those stickers. So I ended up cashing out like two months ago. My initial investment was like thirty two hundred dollars, and I sold it all for ten thousand. That's crazy. Yeah, it was wild. Stocks. Yeah. So and then, but then, like, so I sold. So what you have to do with CS:GO skins is I sold uh, the skins on a Chinese market. So I had equivalent to ten thousand dollars, but in Chinese, uh, like, bank. But I'm right. like, I I can't just take that out and put Chinese bank in my bank account at Wells Fargo. So what you have to do is you have to buy like a, uh, like a rare item. So like an item that's like worth $10,000. So I bought an M9 Sapphire. And I know a guy who plays for the Denver Broncos. His name's Graham Glasgow. He plays Counter-Strike and has been looking for one. So he bought it for me for bank transfer. Really? And, yeah, Interesting. So, but like, that's the thing is like scamming, scamming noobs. Like you could, like, he could have scammed me out for $10,000 in reality, if you really wanted to, but because we were both like reputable people, we were able to sell them. So I'm sure that's kind of like how the RuneScape kind of thing went. Oh yeah. There's like, there's like whole markets and like people, uh, people would lure, uh, you know, rich people into the wilderness and then steal their stuff. They did kill them and and steal their stuff. And (laughs) And then there, there was like all these different ones. So they added this item into the game that would teleport you into the wilderness, but it like it's really obscure that it does it. And then so they had to add warnings to it. And so they'd find a new way to do it. And um, then they added these player own houses and they didn't specify anywhere you could turn on combat in there. Oh. And so, so, so on day one, people created these fighting rings and, and it, it literally looks like a, like a boxing ring. And, and it, it, the second you step into it, it's now a combat area. And so in the first like 12 hours, people were just like, hey, come to our house party. We're like, we're having a bunch of fun here. These, um, these super rich people are going in there losing party hats, billions of gold. And uh, they had to shut it down. They had to like shut the server down and be like, we got to patch this right now because people are going to, they're going to quit our game. And uh, there's been so many lures uh, where, they're, where they're tricking people into getting their money. and. There's a guy, I think his name is Sir Pug, Sir Pugger or something like that on, on RuneScape. You should watch some of his videos because he finds like bot rings and cheating rings and stuff. That's he, like the underground he, type. Of yeah, thing. yeah, seriously. He's like a little uh, investigator. He found this ring of lures and they found him in real life. They were, they were trying to like mess with them in real life and everything because th- he got their their scam shut down yeah. and, and cost them thousands of dollars and he exposed this big thing it became this whole big controversy where these guys are trying to track him down and like i was like a it, netflix it, documentary like. seriously it's wild because i mean there's a lot of money in it and if you look at uh, the venezuela venezuela the cost of uh gold oh, i think i heard about this in usd 
is like more valuable than the Venezuelan dollar. So Venezuela is full of people that full time play RuneScape and they sell the gold because it makes more money than they could ever make in the country, which is just bananas. I heard about that through my friend who plays RuneScape. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's changed now. That's that's a little while ago, but still. This was like a couple of years ago, like right. Yeah. Kind of the Venezuelan like government was kind of or like the inflation there was like crazy. I was like, cause I saw a video of Venezuela. It was like the kids just playing with money and just kind of like throwing it up in the air and stuff like yeah. that. It was wild. Uh, all right, let's transition uh, to some of the uh, video game awards uh, type of stuff. Was there anything last night other than uh, finding out Bill Clinton is a Orthodox <laughs> rabbi now? That was uh, that was. I, I felt like I was in a fever dream, and yeah, like that is a massive security issue. You have you have the most important game developers, the the biggest minds in the world for games, right there, and you yeah. just let some random kid walk up. Like no one was like, were you guys like wondering like who the fuck is this guy? He, like, he's he's behind like, them, like breathing down their neck. Immediately, it's like, I was like, what? I, I thought it was the presenter's son. And I thought like he was like, because the presenter was like already kind of crazy. So I was like, I thought he was like, I'll tone it down <laughs> if I get to bring my son on stage. That's what I thought it was. I'll like be honest, some, I, yeah. I'd kind of tuned out. So Claire and I were like playing Pokemon. And I remember her going, and I think I heard something. She goes, wait, did he just think Bill Clinton? I, like, I think so. That's weird. And then I didn't pay any attention to it. I... I hadn't seen like most of it and then that's when I went online and I was like what the how did I miss all this and then all the the uh detective work it's funny seeing the clip of like because when they go up for the thing he's not even in remotely the same area he's like running down a different aisle to catch yeah, up to them like, yeah and it's it's bizarre well and as everyone talks about it too it's unfortunate because now most of the dialogue and whenever you reference it is going to be about that kid that think Bill Clinton is a rabbi instead of like, hey, that Elden Ring they won and that was so cool and then they, they were so happy. Talk that Elden Ring won because it was like the the Ragnarok show. I told you, I said I, I want Ragnarok, but I just I knew Elden Ring was going to get it. Pardon your regularly scheduled podcast listening for this short ad break. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip flops? Yeah, we've all been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up, it's about switching it up. Fume takes your bad habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning, flavored air device that just does that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. I love how this thing looks. It's beautiful and real wood. The shape of it is so cool, and I look cool using it. So if you want to be like me and break your bad habit, start the year off right with the good habit by trying fume.com slash GG and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off whenever they use the code GG to help make starting the good habit that much easier. So make sure you guys check it out in the description. Try fume.com slash GG. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, 
What is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It was almost one of those like fake it till you make it, like just pretend you belong. He's like, yes, he walks up there and people are like questioning it, but there was like people on the back, like while he's walking up there. It's bizarre. And I, you know, I, I just hope that obviously they change the security stuff and hopefully none of the devs like get spooked by it. I hope it's just kind of one of those freak things because honestly, I thought the game awards this year were like pretty good compared to even previous years. Too. Good. Like I thought it was just overall pretty good limited cringe. We got some announcements and, uh, Genshin Impact a- won the Player Choice Award, so we get some free currency. Yay! Congratulations! Did you, guys, did you hear the controversy with that? Well, yeah, they, Genshin Impact and Sonic uh, yep, were yep. fighting. That's well, kind of we talked about it briefly, but didn't dive into it. Genshin though is like like bribing people though, right? For like if you vote Hello. for us, or whatever they'll we'll give you so exactly. Even if, even if they didn't explicitly say it, every time they win an award, you get currency. And everyone's just like these addicted free-to-play players that need a couple pulls. So they're like, got spreadsheets out of like who's voting and when they're voting. And then they were, they were tracking the votes and they saw a big, a big spike. And they're like, wait a second, that's not mathematically possible. Sonic must be botting. And like, it turned into this whole thing where they were going against Sonic Frontier and... Um, I it, did end it up was seeing wild. Genshin Sonic Rule 34 on my timeline because of it. So that's what it Classic. accumulated to. Hopefully some of it was good. It, well, at the very Bad. least, something good Dork came out of it. Dork retweeted it, so. and Dork only retweets the best of the best. Oh, truly, that's the cream <laughs> of the crop. Yeah, exactly. If Dork's retweeting it, you know it's good. Right. Uh, but yeah, I cannot believe he got up there. <laughs> I just, I, you see him thinking, just standing there going like, what the fuck am I about to say? Like, Could what are you he goes like, "My turn, my turn," and then I was like, "What is like?" <laughs> I, um, I, then I like Claire. I just go, "Did I hear Bill Clinton?" Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Huh?" For me, yeah, I was weird because I was just just not paying enough attention. Where it's like, "Oh, that was weird." Um, was Was there any big announcements that you guys saw? You know that intrigued you. I didn't watch the whole thing, so it was just kind of like the the big ones that I was already kind of tracking. Uh, uh, their announcements, but that armored core is a thing that looks sweet. Like, dude, armored it, core, man. I don't know anything oh. about armored core, and I'm not gonna pretend like I I know anything about it. But that looked fucking sweet. Whatever that is, I, I, they didn't show any gameplay, but I just assume it's gonna be like Gundam Wing Dark Souls and right, whatever. Yeah, because it was Bandai Namco, right? Or from from software? It's yeah. from software. Yeah. Um, and I think Band- I, I don't know if Bandai is involved in it. Um, but it. And it was just a CGI trailer. Like, we didn't see anything. But, like, from what I can tell, from what my two eyes tell me, this is like a Gundam Wing Dark Souls. And it's going to be sick. I don't don't know anything about the series, so it's hard to say. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me neither. Um, But, see, for me, it was, like, uh, for the most part, CGI. So... This could be a cool idea, but But then gameplay is... Like, what... Completely turn me off. say no... My my biggest thing is like kind of the day of or day before news of Diablo is dropping and pretty much everyone's saying, yeah, it's, it looks pretty good. But I saw a skill up um, or shill up, I should say. Uh, he posted a video saying I played Diablo 4 and he praised it as well. And I think he is very fair as a reviewer. He if, started with Destiny, right? You know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Division. Actually, I think maybe even the Division more than Destiny. But okay, because I like recognize he, uh, his channel whenever he kind of pops up. Like, yeah, and then he he essentially moved on to reviews every, of games yeah. and and all that. And 
Uh, I just think he's like pretty fair overall. And he, he has a lot of praise for the game. Obviously there's worry because of what they did with Diablo immortal. Like they, they monetize that. There's a lot of issues with that game, but uh, as long as they don't pull that in there, well, I was and actually maybe just, we got a winger. Uh, where was I? I was like just yeah looking. They announced like Diablo, where it's like, um, the base version is seventy dollars, even though the game is going to have a cash shop, season pass, sold expansions, a ninety dollar one for a four day head start, which I hate when they any game does that. I hate when they do yeah. that. Yeah, um, because that's just like FOMO to the, because especially if it's like oh, I want to play with my friends or are they playing? Well, already? we're getting well, a ninety dollar one, bro. Yeah, if they're playing, um. So worry about that because then hundred dollars, Jesus Christ! I'm I'm pretty certain it's going to be pretty egregious, because um, that's just kind of where gaming's headed, and especially after seeing Diablo Immortal, despite the blowback, the seemingly uh, sentiments from most people where it's like this is egregious, and they're like, we just made a lot of money though, so nothing, and we're changing. still making a lot of money, yeah, so um. It's Gaming, the amount of money that's in it, though, like, there's a guy I know, don't want to reveal too much, don't expose it, but he approached me saying, hey, I've been playing this new game, they've got a revenue share option, do you want to maybe look into it? I was like, eh, I don't know about that. And he said to me, he's like, the reason I'm bringing it up is because last month I made six figures from this revenue sharing. And and I looked at his channel and I looked at the videos he's getting and the views he's getting. He's only getting like nine, ten thousand views on some of his videos. But because he's getting a percentage of anything that they spend a game, and it is a gotcha game, so maybe there's some whales that are bringing it up. But but you know, if you loop back to Fortnite and you and and you know, there's that leak of Ninja where he's like, Yeah, the most I made from my code one month is five mil. And it's Aww. like, no, it's like, no, you didn't. It's like, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He made five million. And that was one of the months. And then there was other months, like the amount of money that Ninja and Lupo and all those people use with their codes, if they just gave creators 2%, 5%, it would be like this astronomical amount of money on some of these games. I can't imagine how many COD skins are bought, how many CSGO skins have been bought and transferred if they had creator codes. And I'm wondering if maybe that is, is, is one of the next steps is you guys are making billions of dollars. You could secure content creators staying in that game indefinitely those destiny people that are covering destiny right now if they got a percentage of eververse they would never quit jesus look at this new armor it's sad isn't it sick exactly i've never even talked about the eververse shop but i'd be like what's the new eververse stuff every tuesday yeah i would hate myself you know i'm just wondering when are developers going to maybe realize that like they, you know, give up a percentage here and there, and then all of a sudden they've locked down an entire content creator army, 50 people, like, grinding their game. They never have to market it again. I don't know. I think it, it could be the future because gaming is just going up, and, uh, and there's so much competition now, too. Do they maybe need to do some things to lure in the creators to cover their game and stay? I don't know. Well... For me, when everyone like memes on Epic Game Store, but once it came out and then they did creator codes, mm -hmm. I've been sitting here like just wishing Steam had done that or would, because for oh me, especially Lord. as a variety creator, I could be a lot more secure in making random variety videos, not so much having to worry about, okay, well, 
are the views going to be the exact same? Because, you know, people tell me, and I know there are like some people in my audience where if they see me play a new game, they're like, oh, I like his taste. We usually like to play a game or same game. I'll right. go get the game. Or like with all the indies I do, where like if they had done something like that, it would also just make um, the job, especially for people on who, you know, are starting at it and like in that weird in between where like they're making enough to get by, but you know, they're like burning themselves out to do it where it would just right. be that little bit of boost. But I think at the same time, companies are so stingy. It's like, we don't want to give away one to 2%. No. Even though, you know, in the grand scheme, they're going to be fine, but like more profit. Yeah. Um, but to a degree, I mean, Big suits upstairs. Cause like, just like that, how people respect your opinion, they might not respect it as much. Even if you speak out, if they know you're still going to get like rev split, right? That's true. That is true. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, for some people that matters for others, they're like, eh, screw it. We love this, you know, use my code. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like a moral gray area there, but I do think it's smarter um, for some companies, especially some smaller and upcoming ones. Like there was um, this new game called, I remember if you, we play Omega Strikers. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, small, smaller upcoming game that's on PC and like I think it's on mobile now too. But in order to like kickstart it, what they do is they just said, hey, Here's like a competition. Here are some creators. They have like teams, aka when you're playing the game, just use their code or like just like use their avatar or whatever, and it counts towards their team. They're going to see how many wins we can get in the first two weeks of the game or whatever. And at the end of it, whichever creator wins, it was something like they get like 30% of the cash shop for the first month of the game or something. Um, Jesus. And then, yeah, something moving forward. So, you know, a lot of creators are like, well, shoot, I'm going to shill this out. Or like, hey, I'm gonna make these pushes. Like, even Moist Critical and stuff did um, some pushes. Is, on is it. that who won, Moist? No, I think it was actually some like a Spanish streamer who's pretty big, I believe. That or a VTuber. There's also another VTuber, which is a whole other army, um, who was making this giant push. Um, but just like that, like that game got a lot more publicity and uh, uh, helped the launch simply because they're like, hey. Here's an opportunity for creators because it was also like not only that, but if you get in the top 10, you get like an email permanently in the game. And if you get in the top five or I think like top three, you get to make a skin in the game and so on and so forth. Um, but I do think it's something we'll start to see. I don't know so much about the AAA, um, but some of the smaller ones. But yeah, at the same time, too, it's like I wish any of the games I liked had like I, I wish i liked fortnite man and i had a fortnite code but yeah i think that's part of the problem too for me it's like i i don't even think i could like if i didn't and genuinely like it anyway because like even now like among us you know among us popped off for me but i got i'm like i gotta do something else it didn't even matter that it was astronomical for me but i was like i just i can't do this anymore yeah so unfortunately uh i don't think i can shill as hard I ain't got that dog in me. I think people just don't realize, obviously, being a creator is, like, cool. It's cushy. It's it's fun. You get to play games. Absolutely. But when you play a game and you're thinking about a game and you're thinking about videos for a game, it becomes a spreadsheet. It doesn't become a video game anymore. It, it kills the game. And I think that's something that a lot of people 
who don't have to do it as a job don't realize it's like well stop complaining about the game it isn't a game anymore it is not fun it is not fulfilling it does not give you dopamine it literally is is a job i would rather i i even said this to to my wife the other day i would rather do my old sales job I've never felt this unhappy with the, with just just the actual work, the actual work part of it. I understand that it provides a lifestyle, it provides, you know, security for my family, but the the genuine day-to-day doing the thing is so unfun to me sometimes compared to my old job doing sales. Like I I miss that old job, which is sickening. <laughs> it's like yeah. like truly, it's like it's like you're living the dream. This is the, such a big dream. Um but there's so many days where it just it's not fun. It is it is brutal. Well, and I think and, it speaks uh, also to like just where you are right now, and that's why it's so tough. Because like, I mean, you and I have always had conversations on and off about this too. Where like our job is the epitome of like ebb and flow, like peaks mm-hmm. and valleys. You're you're just in a valley sometimes, and a peak's coming usually. I mean, it always has, right? But when you're in the valley, you can't see that peak, and so yeah. the lows are low, the highs are high. Um, and so I get it, but I, just like I've seen it before, I have, there's no question in my mind, you'll be able to pivot and, and find something else that, um, will not only click, but you'll be good at making content for it. But yeah, dork actually kind of put me on to this really cool game that I'm interested in. Um, no, I don't know if it'll get demonetized or not, but now you uh, I I really like the look of it. I really like, Oh, goddess of war. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I have a question. <laughs> Who's the more epic sevener, Mr. Fruit or M Tash? Like who? Like who? Like who wins? Uh, I now? think M Tash. The I've problem been, is, I've been are grinding. you playing right? Are any of you playing right now at this very moment? I'm no doing. Comment. I'm doing some wyvern hunts. Yeah, <laughs> it's just easy. But I, it's not even a contest. Like, I think how much of a head start I have in you? Almost a year or something. I think. Probably. I, I had a good amount, um, and I would argue probably two months in, M. Tash was already ahead of me. The difference is he also has he's men maxed and he's versed with gotchas, and he immediately knew. I'm still pretty casual, even I'm like, man, I've there was like a, a guide I was looking at a month ago, and I was like, I've been playing a year and a half wrong. Great, um, yeah, awesome, yeah. So like, I hundred percent like he has the mind for it, and um. I don't, yeah. So, so like, what are you I doing, Wyvern? What are you doing right now, M. Tash? Uh, I actually turned my phone off for the podcast because I really want to be present with you guys. Oh, okay. I really want to be present. I mean, yeah. it, okay. Just know he Wyvern hunts constantly. And Blue's probably FFing at this moment or trying to get yeah. into, the, into the dungeon. Well, actually, I don't, yeah, I, don't, I actually don't usually play games anymore when I podcast. And if I do, it's usually something that's like AFK branded. Like, like cutting that. wood. In I was going to say, to be fair, I don't even have to look at my phone. It's just... Yeah, like something I, I can just like, have off to the side. Something I'll have off to the side and be like, oh, it's done. Click. Yeah. The, the other thing, too, is like gotcha games as a whole is because luck is involved, you can have a very different experience depending on how lucky you are. Like I kept sending pictures to, to Fruit and I was like, oh, I just got this guy. And he's like, what? And like it was like over and over again. I was just getting like God tier unit, God tier unit. And so. Tash was cooking. You, you know, like cook. some uh, some of the units that I ended up getting, they carried me to a point where the average person, like, that no amount of gear can can make up for how just how good the units that I had were. So, 
I definitely was very blessed in that. And and even that's kind of one of the shticks with my Genshin thing is I'm known as the free to play God, because even though I didn't spend money, my account looks like I put five, six, seven hundred dollars into it. it. If anyone looked at my account, they'd be like, oh, yeah, he must be a, kind of like a small spender because Dolphin. of the insane luck that it's had. So, I mean, you saw that video the other day. I did a 10 pull and I got two five stars and everyone is freaking out because it's yeah. like those things happen all the time for me for some reason. So yeah, I was nice like in your stream and something happened and I was like, I, and then you posted about it. I was like, yeah, I was there. I didn't know what happened, but hell yeah. It's wow. a big moment. <laughs> I knew it was a big moment when you tweeted it. I was like, oh shit. I should have posted saying I was here. <laughs> um, uh, anything else from the video game awards? There are actually a lot of games that interest me. Um, probably, well, probably my most excited. I know there's a lot of them. I think it's a tie between Hades 2 and Judas. Those, I think... Wait, what? Took it I, I saw Hades 2, loved the first one. Second one looks amazing. I didn't even see what Judas is. It's the next oh, project from Ken Levine and uh, a lot of the studio behind Bioshocks. Um, oh, that's right. Dude, yeah, it looked super good. And prior to God of War Ragnarok, I would say my favorite story game was... Uh, Bioshock Infinite. Love the way he makes universes. Love the way he tells stories. I watched you like I didn't even. I, I think I missed something, and I started watching it. I was like, "This Ken Levine Bioshock? game," because I've been waiting. He's just like been super silent for years, and I like immediately could tell in like a good way too. That I was right. like, "Hold up!" So that's the next game, and that's one of the ones where it's like I'm. I have full faith that that's going to be great. Um, so those are probably my two like top. But then I messaged you about it. Um, the and you mentioned it. The uh, the Wayfinder. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, that looked pretty interesting. Um, the Warhammer Space Marine. Just because I'm in, I'm in the Warhammer now. Um, that's my new thing. Like that's what we're. There was, I can't remember the name. It's it's the survival game, but you go into like different. Well, is it maybe it's called like Realm Walker? I don't remember what it's called. But it's kind of like got like a Victorian aesthetic, but and it's oh, kind of like I know what you're talking about. It's almost yeah. like Rust, but it's more AAA. Yeah, and there's no PvP. Um, that looked interesting. Returnal on PC, cool. I, I mean, I've already beat it. It's cool for other people. It's a great game. I, I haven't played it. I didn't get a PS5, so I'm actually excited because I'm a rogue like or rogue like fiend. I really like those games. So hey, you, you and uh, the Lords of Fallen looks sick. Yeah, Lords of the Fallen looked really sick. Wait, I was is very that, surprised by that. Is that like a sequel to Lords of the Fallen, like the PC game? Uh, like, like, the like new game Lord... is a reboot of sorts from 2016 Lords of the Fallen and takes place a thousand years after the original. Oh, because Lords of the Fallen is like, uh, is like a, it was like kind of a Dark Souls competitor. Yeah, and and it was fine. Like I played it. It was a little, a little, you know, kind of under budget kind of thing like it, it just it didn't have as much meat and potatoes but uh they had some cool like some cool ideas there so uh, it looked like it has a budget now yeah i didn't even see that that lord the fallen was doing a new one so that's exciting the aesthetic though was cool yeah um <clears throat> idris alba and cyberpunk oh i gotta play shit, it now how did I, I get him that alone i was sitting there was like is that no shot that that's they got Elba, and then it shows Elba. I'm like, all right, well. Also, the Mario movie looks sick. I don't care what people say about Chris Pratt's voice. I, I, it's okay. It's not that bad. The movie. Looks I'm just gonna sick. tune him out and listen to the rest. It does look beautiful. Yeah, just it looks awesome. Awesome. Um, 
trailers and I still need to figure out how it works because it also still like almost sounds and looked too good to be true. The the Dune survival MMO. Yeah. <laughs> like how is that going to work? That's what I still want to It's another like, CGI one. Like it looked like. Right. But I now because I was watching, I was like, this looks kind of good. But I thought it was supposed to be like an MMO, and then they're like, it's a survival MMO, and I'm like, that's one of the ones where I, I don't think I'm going to believe it until I play it. Yeah. And then like, if it's good, I'll be like, okay. I was like, this looks good, and it was like survival MMO, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> there's no, there's no chance that is that because when they tack MMO on, there's so many things that can go wrong. Uh huh. Well, it's that, and usually when so many boxes. Well, one survival was like, uh, I I haven't landed with a survival game in a long time, and then they put MMO, and it's like, uh. Well, see, that's what. I, me, how does that work? A survival MMO. That's what I want to know too. Is like, how are they? Going? I think for, I think for me, the MMO is definitely like a lot of a lot of things can go wrong, and a lot of times the social aspects. When I see MMO, often are are more important than how good the game is. You know what I mean? So like, I, I, I feel I, like I, the big trap of MMOs is the social aspects are great. Uh, yeah, there's about like two hours of gameplay content. I find with the social aspects, it's like, depending what they are is like, if you're adding people into my world, if they're messing up my gameplay, like I can't kill that Raptor for my quest because you're yeah. there. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, how is this being implemented? Are they going to, are they going to make my experience more fun working with them and playing with them and against them? Uh, or is it going to hinder me? And like, that's my biggest worry all the time. Um, uh, there was a new trailer for the Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which I didn't watch. Sick. Oh my god, looks so good. Very because sick. I still haven't played the first one. I want the to. The first but one so is I, sick. You gotta play it. I do, but I so I muted it and I was like, I don't want spoilers. Yeah. But I'm sure you. that looks good. <laughs> Kojima with Death Stranding 2, DS2. Didn't play the it first me, one. Me either, but it made me want to play the first one. I don't think I, I can get through it. Yeah. It sounds like a cool I, story I don't know. and but that game just wasn't made for me. But I'm I'm also glad though that it did well enough for him to be able to make another one because I like that he's and other companies are still able in the video game industry right now to think and make outside of the box because as we're seeing right now with like the movie industry, we wouldn't see something like this come out that's so drastically yeah. different because they want to play it safe. So like even though I might not play it or enjoy it, it's not for me. I'm still going to support these weirder out there different than what you would expect games because it speaks better to a broader sense of the industry uh, for creative freedom and stuff. Sidetrack question. Are you an Avatar fan? Uh, M-Tax, oh, here like we the go. Movie? M- like, are you a fan or is it just kind of a movie to you? Like like Avatar with the blue people or yes. like that? Yes. It was fine. It was like a pretty, like the first one was pretty, it's like Pocahontas uh in space kind of thing like i i don't think it was like this amazing story that you like i think visually obviously at the time was was pretty cool but i'm not this like stan for (laughs) avatar because we just keep finding more and more people they're among us like nature tweeted the other day like i got my screening tickets for it i can't wait and i was saying this last podcast it's like it's one of those movies that like 
internet age people are just like, I mean, that looks cool, I guess. But for some reason, normies are like, yo, this is we gonna be the this. movie of a generation. They're like, did you know that they use green screens in this movie? Yeah. What are those? Like, yeah, yeah, there's literally green I know, screens. Now I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Why yeah. is this green screen here? Why is no, this green listen. thing here? Hear me out. Um, Hawaii. Yeah, again, Hades 2 looks sick. Suicide uh, Squad. Gonna have uh, Kevin Conroy in it. I think his last Batman role, which is... It'll be cool sad. to see, but also sad, yeah. Um, for me, at least, and I don't know if you saw him test, but exciting. Uh, Dead Cells uh, is getting like a Castlevania expansion, which I loved the Netflix Castlevania. So for me, this is a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Earthblade, I'm interested because it's from the people who made Celeste. And Celeste and was it looks incredible. like their Hollow Knight interpretation, kind of. Something like that. Um, I'm excited for that. But all in all, honestly, yeah, most of the uh, announcements and stuff, I was like, this is pretty yeah. cool. Now, I hope some of them come out soon because I have a feeling, you know. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's been such a big gap between some of the announcements and some of them releasing it just even now some of them are 2023 beginning middle end when is it going to get delayed again you know i that's the other thing i too. just i just ex- I, I expect like literally every announcement uh, there's going to be a delay yeah just just a, a name at the end uh do you guys want to move on over to q and a uh cuz we have i think about 15 minutes left and we have some questions some uh, specifically for mtash i I'm full on the Final Fantasy 16 hype. Oh, that's right. Final Fantasy 16. 16. They showed off more gameplay. Oh my goodness, it looked so good. It looked incredible. I'm so excited. And this Final is Yoshi P's Final Fantasy. This right? is Yoshi P's Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's. I'm really excited. The gameplay looked incredible. Is, is there. the combat going to be? Is the combat going to be like Final Fantasy 15? So no, it's actually big departure from. From fifth, from from fifteen, and it's a bigger departure from obviously the the remake. It it looks very Devil May Cry. Really? Yeah, incredibly Devil May Cry. It, like honestly, Devil May Cry's combat with with it seems like a little Final Fantasy twist with like summons and stuff. So it's a it's a very big departure from what they've done the past couple times. Interesting. See, I because I've played all the Final Fantasies and like I've always been a turn-based guy. I like turn-based. It's, it's it might be slow for some people. And then into thirteen, I know thirteen got some flack, but that was when they did like the paradigm system where you they yeah. essentially auto battled, but you could make a couple choices. And I thought that was kind of a nice middle ground. But going into fifteen, I actually I did not like. Wow, I didn't like the game period. I'm the biggest hater of Final Fantasy fifteen. I didn't like the characters. Some people were absolutely... the car driving one? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. And everyone's like, oh, I love their friendship. And I play this game, and I was like, am I playing the same game? It seems like they've got such a superficial friendship. Uh, I, didn't like, I didn't like the combat at all. Everyone's saying, like, the villain, he's, like, one of the best villains. I was like, really? I, I'm wondering, honestly, if I missed some side quests or something. Because I finished that game. It took me week after week after week of playing a little bit here, a little bit there to finally finish it. And at the end of it, I was in utter disbelief that that was the end. And like, yeah. I don't know where, what went wrong. And so I'm kind of scared for this new game 
And I'm excited it, you know, because it's a completely different director. It's not it's not Nomura, right? Yoshi right. P, the savior 14. Fair, fair. And I, and I guess also like the setting, amazing. like I really enjoy the setting of 16. Like I'm I'm more of that yeah. medieval, right? It just high fantasy medieval, and I'm ready for mm-hmm. it. And yeah, it just seems like it's it just seems like instead of leaning into like, oh, let's try to find that hybrid between RPG and and uh and action like they're just like fuck it don't make cry combat bitch here you go yeah, yeah seriously um uh, but yeah I, i'm in the same boat of of 15 i i i tried really hard to love 15 but i was just the same like they tried to do like this this action combat that just felt super shallow and the summons were cool but like it was like cool i can cl- i get a cool cutscene every now and again after i've spammed mindless attack number four you know what i mean so yeah yeah i don't know i i, I tried i do love the graphically the game is still go- gorgeous incredible graphic and exploration had its moments but yeah i not um not a, not a, not a not a 15 camper man right all right, we are uh, going to move on to questions here. Yep. Uh, got a question here from Dr. Senpai. says, I decided to set up the Patreon because I used to love listening to you guys and watching your content, and I still do daily. That's Sorry right. It's a bit long, but you guys are the best. Uh, you've helped me through some depressive episodes, and you've helped me uh, become more disciplined in working out. Uh, anyways, I started to watch Pokemon TCG, and I have no idea where to start. I want to build a Tyranitar deck because he's my favorite. Any tips on how uh-huh. to build a deck or where to go to understand the game itself? Nowadays, that's um, a good question. I, there's a, there's you asked me resources. 13 years ago, 14 years ago, I, I could have <laughs> told you. The basic Pokemon TCG is very simple. It's the benefit right now, right? Is um, There's great resources if you just look up if you just look up like Pokemon TCG meta, you can see what's like hot right now. As far as basic decks go, right? Like you're looking for draw support. You're looking for, okay, what can a couple of cards to draw? Probably like eight, maybe 10 energy, depending on the type. And, um, you know, it's, you can make fun, little fun meme decks for sure. And like TTAR will be, you turn on the meta right now, unfortunately, but you can make a fun deck out of it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of resources for I, the one I use a lot is Justin Basil, which is Justin B A S I L, like Basil. Basil, yeah, you guys like Basil? Who doesn't love do Basil like in the pasta? Big fan, I do, but yeah, Justin Basil, that, that's where I use all my resources right now. You could also go to like other places like, um. There's this whole like TCG meta report.com or some shit. I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't really use that one. But um yeah, there's tons of there's tons of guides. If you just look up basic deck building guides, if you just look up the resources are just massive for TCG and it's not a particularly like massively deep uh TCG, so which is the benefit of it. It's it's probably one of the easiest TCGs to learn. Um, space.com says, listen to some old episodes of the podcast. And I was wondering if there's any way we could see the legendary unreleased dream team shirt. I've always heard you guys hype it up and now curiosity has taken me and I want to oh, see yeah. it. Oh yeah. You know, fruits already posted on Twitter before. Yeah. It was, 
when was the tweet? That's a great question because it's also on an older computer. I don't have the picture anymore, but it's. it's just, if someone finds it, feel free to like push on the Reddit or something. But um, did you guys send me one? <laughs> we yeah. we weren't allowed to. No. The here comes the, the legend for you, M Tashed. So we wanted to do another Dream Team shirt because we did like the first shirt and it did really well. And I designed it. It was like cool. Like it was cool portraits of all our characters, just very stylized, uh, monotone, monochromatic, you know, low cost, but it's still like really stylized and looked really cool. Just cool, just cool portraits of our characters. Right. And so we were going to do another one for Destiny 2. Because we were like, all right, we did the first one, did good. People want another Dream Team shirt. It was also right around D2. I know Fruit was, uh, where are you coming up on? You were, this was your big, not your million shirt, but it was, it was like close. 750 years. Yeah, it was somewhere around there. Something like that. And so we were like, all right, let's do, like, let's do another shirt. So I made up a new shirt. It banged. It was a sick shirt. And for posterity we were like well we're more known in the community now like we're pretty pretty big pretty big uh pretty pretty big pretty big dudes in the community so we should ask Bungie because obviously we don't want to like ask them and they'd be like oh (laughs) what the fuck were you thinking you idiot and then get sued by them right and um so we asked them and they were like they straight up said no Really? Like, nope, we can't sell it. And so we, didn't sell we figured we shouldn't have asked them in the first place because they wouldn't have come after us anyways, right? Ask for uh, forgiveness, not permission kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. They, they, yeah, exactly. they, can't, they can't not say no. They have to say no. Legally, they're going to be like, yeah, you can't. Yeah. And, and so because everyone and their mom sells Destiny themed shirts, right? Um, and some, some people, people are just like just copy paste, like yeah. Some people just straight up are, are, are throwing like screenshots as <laughs> as t shirts, right? And so we were like, man, we really shouldn't ask them. But I mean, we asked them, they said no. And so now that shirt is lost in the abyss. Damn. Uh, really hard on it too, Sedge. Question from Jack says, I personally cannot find enough time in the day uh, lately to do things I want to do, play games and do art. A question for all of you is, what event in your life pushed you to go fully for what you wanted to do and what your heart desired? Also, been here since the beginning. Love watching all the content uh, from each and every one of you guys. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still waiting on that. Uh, seeing Christian do it in it when we were in college. I said, that was sick. <laughs> That's cute. That's so sweet. I haven't had that moment. I'm just kind of like a go with the flow dude at this point. I was like, if something works wicked, let's go for it. But it's not like... I haven't had like that. This is my life's calling moment. I think with most people creation, don't. Yeah, I don't think most people do. With content creation, it was more like, "Yo, this is really fun. Let's do it." It wasn't like, "This is it. This is where. This is my moment where I found my calling." So yeah, I'll let you know when I have that moment. I think I think I made some changes in life when I was having my son. Just like going from a hockey player to working more, and then thinking, well, you know, I want to provide for him, so I want to get educated. And it was just kind of like all the the steps in progress and even content creation happened while I was in university. And it was just like this thing that happened. And so, you know, you just go with the flow and definitely get some nudges here and there. But I'm still, you know, am I as happy? Am, am I happy right now? Like, is, is it time to pivot to uh, 
I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe management or, or or something like that. I I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Um I guess I've kind of talked about it on and off, but I mean I originally pushed me to it because uh consuming other people's content and how much it helped me. I was like, I wanna do the same for people. That's how it started. And then it was college after doing it for some time. Um and it finally uh was starting to take off. I was like, I like this. Now it's more feasible. So I'm gonna double down and then eventually quit college. Uh after I mean I kept going for like a year, year and a half. But um at some point I'm like, I, what am I going to college for like, I'm already doing what I want to do. So Hell yeah, brother. Brother. Um Question here from Vabe Raider. Uh, it says, M-Tash, as someone who lived in a country where actual healthcare system, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you pity us? I honestly, you want my honest answer? It is sick. It is sick what goes on uh, in America. Oh, the fact oh, that yeah. you, can get, you can get bankrupted because something accidental happens, something goes wrong with your heart. My mom fell off her bike and broke her arm in the States. I don't know how much that costs to fix, but wow. they got her to the hospital, they got her to surgery, and she didn't pay anything. And, you know, even the other thing, too, is like, you know, family members with some mental health stuff have have had ample help with it. It's still not great here. The, you know, dentist, mental health, some of those things that are that are viewed as extras are still quite expensive. But, you know, the fact that, you know, having a baby, having a minor surgery for an injury or or these little things that turn into big things if you don't fix them. It's a, it's a real shame that it doesn't uh, get addressed as much in the States. I literally didn't play uh, co-ed soccer or a men's league soccer team because, one, I'd be probably playing harder if it was men's league uh, because I just couldn't afford to get hurt. I was like, if I yeah. get hurt, like, that would be the worst thing that ever happened to me. So, no, I'm okay. Yeah. Like, and, and it's not like we're perfect over here and, like, we pay some extra taxes, but... You know, I, I'm doing the math on how much tax I pay and like I look at how much my school paid compared to the, the states like like university is subsidized in Canada. So my tuition was like, I think it was about fifty five hundred a year. And in the states, in some of the universities, it's like twenty thousand. It's like fifty thousand, you know, like it, it depends on where you're going. But, you know, I got four years of that. university for around the cost of what a year, year and a half of some universities, maybe even less than that. And so it's like. There's just all these different things where I add up what I've paid in my taxes, and like I think I would take that deal every day. I look at you know even uh, even little things now. They just added a thing in Canada where if you're below 12, all dental care is free. Doesn't matter what it is, all dental care is free for your first 12 years. And like you can have major problems even when you're 10, 11, 12. You know whether it's a, that toothache that needs to be dealt with, or you know there's some crowding or whatever it is. To get that all paid for for free from the government is like pretty amazing. Uh, until you're 18 years old, all eye care, uh, like eye eye exams and stuff, are free. Stuff like that. Like it, it's I see it's a insurance lot. and eye insurance are like two different right? things, I think, or something like that. Oh yeah, they, yeah, like it's bundled in the same thing. So I I, I definitely cringe. think it's worth it, but you know, there's obviously some some pros and cons to uh, the fact that you know if you needed a surgery and you can afford it. Those are, the, those are two things. You can need surgery and you can afford it. With the privatized stuff, at least you can get it right away. If you need like a hip replacement here or a knee replacement, I think my, my wife's boss, he needs a knee replacement. He's too young. They're like, yeah, we're not going to do it yet because uh, 
you know, other people need it more and, yeah. you know, it's going to it's going to need to be redone later on. So we're just going to wait. And so and he doesn't have the option to just say, I want it done. Right. And so there's there's wait lists. Like I remember my grandpa had to wait like a year and a half to get in for this one leg surgery that needed to be done. So pros and cons for sure. Uh, do we have the hard cutoff time, Mr. Fruit? Uh, I should do one more real quick. OK, we'll do one more really quick, says uh, Crystal. Says I personally suck at making real life friends, so I decided to join Bumble BFF. Weird, I know. Uh, what would you put as your bio if you were swiping for friends instead of a date? I didn't know that that was a thing. You know what? Don't be, don't feel weird about it because everyone's lonely. Everyone's lonely. They don't like. I don't have a job anymore where I go out and meet people. I would like to have more friends in my city. And so, like, don't feel weird about wanting to have friends and, and using some of these tools to do it. And I guess my thing is everyone else who's on Bumble BFF is probably looking for the same thing. You're not the weirdo. Everyone's looking for companionship. Just be honest with who you are. Here's what I like to do. Do you like to hike? Let them know about it. And, and then I think things will filter out. Because you don't want to fake it. Because you don't want to get friends that you have nothing in common yeah, with, right? Yeah, they fake. With, right? Like, you know, and and it's, like, it's like, I like to wants. go to the gym. Maybe you can find a gym buddy. I like to hike. I like to game, like whatever it is. I think just being honest with it because everyone is searching on there for a friend. And so I, I think you'd be surprised. I would put, I like to eat yummy food. That's what mm. I put in mind. Looking for friends that also like to eat yummy food. Um, I would, yeah, pretty much same thing as Mtash. It's like, I think it's also a little more flexible than trying to date when there's like competition and the stakes are higher so to speak or whatever but in this case when you're trying to find a friend um you just want to find somebody that would be, so i would say what is something that you yourself when looking through profiles are like that sounds like somebody i want to be friends with just then that's probably copy how pasta. you want to project yourself too you don't have to copy pasta but like you know, frame it in your own uh, voice and how you would use uh, your certain words when talking or texting. And then um, some of your interests. I'd say don't overthink it. In this case, I think it's one of those like be genuine because just like that, like you don't want to then find somebody that's not exactly the right fit. And then, you know, you, you have the luxury with this Possibly, at least that's the idea of immediately finding somebody that checks a lot of the boxes you want to find in a friend or whatever. Uh, we're gonna do this really last question because it's really MTash and Mr. Fruit oriented. Uh, Fat Farm, we'll do it real quick. Says MTash, uh, when are you and Fruit gonna finish your Temtem playthrough? By the way, they just added showdown in the game, so PvP literally has no barrier to entry anymore. Pick your temps, pick your stats, pick your moves, and then just queue up. Any interest in Temtem PvP? I've been having a blast with it. Honestly, we cool. should discuss it. Because, like, things are slowing down for me. You know? I, I, could, I could slot in some Temtem. I would have some fun. It's always kind of, yeah, been up to Imtached. Um, yeah. It I wouldn't ignore have him out, a lot. <laughs> it wouldn't have worked out pretty recently. I've been so busy. But um, I know he's also busier and it's more auxiliary for him. So... Whenever we get to it, it's not like a... DM me, baby. We'll start chatting. Oh, I'll slide in there. Tash, thank you so much for joining us for the GGO Reezy's. a blast having you, dude. You Thanks for having me. Tons of stories and stuff. I hope the Genshin Impact improves. 
<laughs> me too. Uh, Trust I know, me. I, I know the content creation will improve in time, dog. It always does for you. For sure. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, to episode 161. We will catch Bye. you... N- what, what? No, not 169. You confused me, Blue. We'll catch you next week. Peace out. Peace. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.